edition of the Bullheaded Podcast. I am your host, per usual, Sean Tyson, here with Zoo and Peebush. How you guys doing? Oh, man. Just been a, it's been an absolutely brutal <laughs> tournament for me. Uh, I'm just going to continue that on from last week. I, my only hope is UCLA. We'll dive into the Sweet 16 here shortly, but uh, that got cut short by, hey, an eventual Final Four team at UNC. But, man, I'm seeing more red than Enron in 2002, man. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, my bracket is completely gone. I have nobody left. I uh, didn't have anybody left in the Elite Eight, I actually, I should say. <laughs> yeah. So since we last talked, it's been, uh, it's been tough on the wallet, too, man, with this betting. Just a lot of teams. Uh, even though we got some top seeds, man, it just feels like a very different tournament. Yeah. I don't know. Man, man, mm. man. This is the saddest bracket I've ever made in my entire life. On ESPN, I'm in the bottom 40% right now. Absolutely atrocious. All my five, I feel like all my final four teams are gone. I got obviously no championship. No, just none of my teams are alive. They're all dead. They're all dead, man. Even my sleeper pick Purdue, which I was super hyped on last week, we lost to a freaking fifteenth seed in St. Peter's. <laughs> a fifteenth seed. Shout who got, who got yeah. exposed in the next round? They had a nice little Cinderella run, but then you play a real team at UNC on that butt whoop. It wasn't even a contest. That's what that's what I was expecting. Purdue wasn't a real team, I guess. Oh, I guess they were, man. I guess they were. Jada and Ivy, you let me down, man. You're our 12-point Vegas favorite. 12-point. Consensus. And you blew it. Cost me some money. Cost me my brackets. Multiple brackets. Cost me my my NCAA championship picks. It was looking good, right? Me the, oh, they were moving the eyes up for Purdue. <laughs> oh, but they let me down, man. Cashed out zero dollars, man. Mm. <sighs> you know what's funny? Depressing. You know what's actually funny? The Peacocks of St. Peter's, you know, I want to say, you know, every year there's always a team that's for the Gulf Coast. All these teams that are like Cinderella teams, they make their run. But I feel like St. Peter's run was a little bit more unique because – and maybe it's just how social media is. I feel like they had way more people like on social media just going wild and knowing like where their location is. It's kind of cool seeing just a team like where they're situated in New Jersey just going nuts because there's nothing else in New York. I mean, people claim the Nets, but I don't know any Nets fans and they're kind of new. And as a <laughs> Nets fan, it's been kind of tough. So I guess it's cool to lash on to a team like St. Peter's. There was a lot of people claiming, yeah, my brother, their enrollment's not big. So all these people saying they know somebody that went there, I don't know. Their enrollment's not huge for that to be true. But I guess shout out to them for getting to the Elite Eight. And they got exposed like they should have. So, yeah, you know. it was bound to happen. I think we all <laughs> saw it coming. I think there were a couple teams that we all saw coming losing in that Elite Eight. Uh, or sorry, not making it. And that was Gonzaga for me and <sighs> Arizona for me. I know Sean put up a clip this past weekend, I think, on, on Bullheaded Instagram just yeah. about the Zona-Houston game, man. But both of those teams coming off playing an 8-9 winner, you know, as a one seed. Memphis gave Gonzaga a great game. They were pretty much in it the whole time. And we all talked about that that was going to be – I think that was a little concerning. Drew Timmy still had a great game against Arkansas, but Chet Holmgren clearly could not get anything going. And then you look over at Zona trouble. – yeah. And you look over at Zona, and it's like TCU should have won that game uh, with that. You know, we talked about that last week with the whole half-court debacle, and obviously Zona pulled through an OT. But, man, Houston just manhandled them. They wanted to be there more. It seemed like they just – they were more quietly getting it done than Zona was barely making it through and making a lot of noise. So I thought that they, the, the confidence that Houston had going into that was huge. Obviously, it got taken away from them 
pretty toughly against Villanova and only a 44-point performance. But a lot of these one seeds, man, I, I didn't expect the top seeds that are in the Final Four now to be the to be the top seeds representing, at least going into the tournament. I thought it'd be kind of flip-flop. So even though we do have a bunch of top seeds, it just feels different, like I said earlier. So I don't know, man. It's It, it, was, it was weird to watch. Yeah, man. Gonzaga. I, the analytics like Gonzaga this year, I didn't like him, but I went with the analytics, and oh my lord, what an awful, <laughs> awful decision! Mm. My lord, because I, I look at their board card, this little Andrew Namhard, little scrubby dubby man, that dude was atrocious. <laughs> Say bye bye to your NBA dreams after that disgraceful performance. <laughs> my lord, two for 11, two for 11. Yeah, go to Europe, that's the only guy you're gonna get, man. My lord, that's that's good money too. Not even yeah, money. Good money. Now he ain't gonna be in the Euro League that Madrid League that Luka Doc is in. He's gonna be in like the, oh, he's gonna be He'll some go random, some little German league. Some it ain't gonna be the top Euro League. He's gonna be in the bootleg Euro League. Yeah, because my mm. lord, that dude is atrocious, man. Five turnovers. That's he the had, biggest thing. He had that. more turnovers than points. Yeah, or field. My lord, for field goals, mate. Come on. <laughs> atrocious like you got drew timmy out there the mustache man going to work man he was carrying <laughs> my god he that dude's a beast in college man. that dude's like yeah, that, that dude's probably you. a top five he's college basketball team, player, man. man dude he is really really good in college i don't know about if he's professional but in college he is freaking amazing but man his teammates let him down man mr holmgren man five fouls fouled out after time, 11 points. Yeah, second half, man. I saw the dude is just chilling on the bench with his teammates, man. I'm just like, God damn. They're supposed to be the number one draft pick? Uh, stop it. Stop mm, it. I don't I, know that. I'm, no. No. I don't, he, just, he just doesn't pass the smell test, man. I'm just looking at him, man. He just looks like a bus, man. He just looks like a bus. But, man, I told you boom or bus with him. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just like. Someone's going to take a chance, though. My, eh, yeah, yeah. But number one overall, I don't know about that. You got to hit That's the you got to be a grand slam, man. I don't know about Chad Holmgren being a grand slam with a 190. A buck 90, man. Stop it. But, man, that was atrocious. Shout out to Arkansas for being Gonzaga. But, my Lord. That, the Mark Field guy keeps losing right now, man. I know. He keeps losing. And he you got think- close twice, man. He yeah. got to the championship twice. And I'm, th- I'm sorry, those teams, building those teams again, that's going to be tough. Right. Because, like, those are some really, really amazing, talented teams. And I don't know the they're going to be able to keep recruiting like this because they'll have to if he wants to be able to go back to the national championship game because he has some legitimate NBA prospects. Like this year, you got one, right, Holmgren. Outside of that, not not many NBA prospects. So I don't last know about their – Yeah, future yeah. – yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Timmy, will, like, Timmy will probably go in the second round, let's be honest. Second probably, round? He'll, He's like no, Luke in Garza. the second round, not I'm necessarily like second round. <laughs> Like Luke Garza from Iowa was really good. Luke Garza, I think, might be better than Drew Timmy, but yeah, Drew Timmy is definitely a second round. He guy. could shoot, that's why. Yeah, I'm looking at Gonzaga's basketball recruiting, and they're 85th with one guy. So I don't know. It's not looking too good. Gonzaga, Gonzaga definitely has earned a reputation now as being overhyped, and I think they try to make their like I guess in season schedule a little bit tougher with scheduling out of conference teams in different leagues to try to get that test. But I think part of their problem is, which is not no fault to their own is when they schedule these teams, it's kind of in the beginning of the year because they're non-conference and no team is really complete. You don't know your rotations yet. You're kind of still figuring out players. So you may catch these teams on a, what they won't be in like say February. 
So, like, when you play a team, like, if you were to play North Carolina in November, like how Gonzaga did, or they didn't, but if they did, they could play North Carolina probably with a mouth to four with them. But like, oh, yeah, we can compete because we beat the hell out of, you know, North Carolina. But if you were to play North Carolina in, like, you know, the beginning of March or late February, that's a different, totally different team because they found a rotation. They got different types of stuff. You know, they're running with sets. And I just think Gonzaga is a victim of their own success. Because if you really look back in the history of maybe just 20 years, they've been the best team on the West Coast. Like, I know there's bigger name programs, but Gonzaga has been consistently in the tournament. And they've gotten, you know, at least to the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. But it always just seems with Gonzaga, the, like, I guess game plan against them is just be tougher. They're just not yeah. tough. And the team, like Arkansas, people think Arkansas is like rack tag, like, but they got some dudes that can go. Like, they got some guys that can play, but they just, in that game, they just look tougher. And, you know, Chet got in foul trouble. Drew Timmy kind of has his basic skill set, but there's no other guy that you would be scared of. And Gonzaga, you know, they just have kind of always been like the darling because they're out there in the West Coast and they just always manage to sweep their league they're in. But they're not a team, they're (laughs) just not a team that. You know, I was foolish because I've never, ever been high on Gonzaga. I don't know why I picked them in the championship game. I just thought Chet was going to go superhuman, and he didn't. And that's really, and that's really what the story was, and it sucks because, you know, like in terms of just the bracket, it, you know, I, I don't think – I mean, Arkansas and Duke, I just knew Duke was going to beat them down because Arkansas seemed like they won the championship beating Gonzaga. Yeah, and exactly. I keep talking – yeah, it just seemed like they were just too high. Like, it yep. just wasn't going to happen. And I already know Duke is just the how the storyline is setting up. We're going to talk about it later. But just Duke going to the Final Four. I just knew that was a lock, even though I had them, like, losing the Elite Eight. I just knew that was going to be a lock because that's just how it's going to go. And, you know, other teams, I guess, within their other, like, regions, like my Arizona pick – I was so high on them because they made that shot, and I feel like TCU was going to be their toughest test. And then once I saw Houston play, I don't know who they played before they played Arizona, but once I saw that game, I was like, it is not looking good. And that's what Houston did. They just dogged it out. And Villanova, they're the same type of dog with Houston, but the difference is they got better athletes and better players. Like, Villanova's always a scrappy team. Yeah. Like, they always have that lead guard who's really experienced and who just knows how to run an offense. So they were able to get it done. Um, You know, Kansas is – it's so weird. Like, Kansas to me, I don't get – I don't get – like, I don't have any hype around them. I don't see any, like, yeah, that that makes sense, that that player. They just seem like a real well-put-together team. And I think, too, I'm kind of jaded because they've always went out early in the, like, tournaments last couple years. So I think I'm kind of – clouded by that but it wouldn't surprise me if they won it all because it just seems like they're the most complete team but i'm not yeah. like excited about them i'm just not none of those are, like out of all the four is fun to watch yeah Adagi. and remy martin who shout out to his parents has got the best name absolutely if, you, if you're an alcohol <laughs> drinker you know what i'm talking about like he's got the best name and i and if we could have their parents on the podcast I guarantee you they did that intentionally. Like it's oh, not absolutely. no, it's not like a he's a junior. No, they did that intentionally. Like shout no out question. to him. I just think that's cool as hell. But uh, you know, outside of him, like he's kind of a you know spark plug guy. He kind of reminds me of Frank Mason. Maybe not as good, but Frank Mason was another guard they had last year. Who kind of he might still be in the NBA. Uh, but for me, it's definitely I think just the play of UNC that's probably surprised me the most and has me most excited in terms of you know final four teams. And I guess we could transition into the Elite Eight. I guess final four games. Um, if you guys have any thoughts on that, 
I mean, for me, like I said, Villanova just absolutely grinded it out against another grinding it out team in Houston. Mm-hmm. And that's what Villanova does, man. I mean, they're – and to your point, Sean, when you were kind of talking about Gonzaga, right, I think for years Villanova and Virginia were kind of like where Gonzaga was at. They obviously had much better competition than Gonzaga. But yep. They were always losing in the first – you know, maybe not the first round, but second round, Sweet 16, couldn't make it over the hump. Eventually, Villanova, they've been on a tear pretty much since mm-hmm. – you could argue probably 2015, 2016 when they, when they beat Marcus Page and UNC. Yeah. Um, and then Virginia got over their hump after probably the most dismal first round <laughs> performance. They needed to hit absolute <laughs> rock bottom before they hit rock top. So, you know, I, I think Gonzaga has been more relevant consistently than those two teams. But people's, I think people are going to kind of go back to how they treated Nova and Virginia in years past and being hesitant now about putting Gonzaga, oh, lock, easy, final four, lock, easy, elite eight. I think they're really going to have to start <laughs> yeah. looking. Uh, at how they analyze this team, especially if Chet's gone, you know, and they they don't bring in a great recruiting class like you brought up, Sean. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what, you know, a team like, you know, Nova, what they are now. They don't really have an NBA stud. And it's always worked for them. Their biggest NBA guy was probably Brunson, which is funny to me. Um, <laughs> it is, because they've, they've had a lot of success. Yeah. yeah, they've had such success. It's a great school. Um but look, man, they, they're they kind of like the – I guess you could kind of compare them to the Grizzlies a little bit. Their team chemistry is probably one of the best in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, their top five just meshes beautifully. They're starting five. They don't really play too many kids off the bench either. Most of these college teams only run maybe two off the bench. Um, so depth with all these Final Four teams will be interesting. Um, but I was definitely watching that Nova-Houston game. And even though it was kind of boring to watch after a while, I was like, at least it's a competitive Houston game. made like one three-pointer, right? Yeah, yeah, they went absolutely ice cold. They could not get Jamal going at all. Jamal Shed, he was definitely the the downside for them in that game, putting up forty four points. Man, that's embarrassing. Man, so sad, man. So sad. So sad, man. I never been so sad in March Madness. <laughs> I look at I looked at this Elite Eight and Final Four. I'm like, man, man, man. I didn't see any of this coming. The only team I like, I like. I looked at Duke's talent. They had four, four, four NBA players, so I like that. They didn't have no lead guard, but then they got this little combo guy that plays like a lead guard too, averaging like three assists a game. So yeah. maybe, maybe it looks like it's Duke's year right now. But my, I don't know this year. Analytics have failed me. My trends. <laughs> Can't trust analytics, the analytics. No my more. analytics Who, this lost? year. Oh, I'm so lost this year, man. I looked at the analytics. It was fucking horrible, man. Freaking Blind <laughs> Monkey probably could have done better than analytics this year. Hey, Sean called it, too. Yeah, yeah, hey, pick the mascots next time, Zoo. Just oh, pick dude. the mascots. No, oh, no, stop it. Look, favorite this color. year, analytics have failed. But my trend is still alive, man. The oh. week four to week six AP pull top 13 for three consecutive weeks. The last two teams that are remaining from this Duke trend, and Duke and Kansas. Duke, Kansas yeah. And you can easily see those teams win it all right now, obviously. Because I don't know about you guys, HC, UNC winning it all. I don't see it. I don't know. They really? got, I don't know. Really? Could, I, I think you could. I don't know. You want your formula? Five. Your formula about the NBA guard, I think Caleb Love has shown he has that type of capability because he's had some 30 point games in the tournament. It's Only just reason not UCLA lost. He, put yeah. up, he puts up 30. Are you and he shoots me? from like the logo, which is yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. He what like you if do? you go look at his if you and he's another one of those guys. I said this about Elijah Moore in the NFL. Like when I see <laughs> other no, I'm about to make this correlation. <laughs> I love when it. I see other like 
really talented players in the league already talking about a kid that hadn't played yet. That always piques my interest. And I saw like the other day, I saw Tatum say something about Caleb Love. Now they got a St. Louis connection. I think I saw Trey Young say something about Caleb Love. So like when you look, if you go look at Caleb Love's history, he's like one of those basket, like he's a five-star. He was at the Team USA camps. He has that pedigree. So guys that kind of have that pedigree, even though he struggled in college, because part of his problem is he's basically a two guard who's a short two guard because he's not he was brought in to be a lead guard. But R.J. Davis is better at that. So, yeah. like, he's a shorter two guard. But like he's had a lot of NBA guys like rooting for him and he has those explosions in the tournament. It's just not consistent to be like for him to be a first round talent. But in terms of an NBA guard, he might be the only one left just in terms of just the guard position. Mm. So that might be that's why I'm kind of high on UNC. Yeah, because Kansas, they just drive, man. I mean, they, they don't, I mean, they don't, they do shoot, shoot the ball relatively well. That, that game against Miami was an absolute game of halves. Miami clearly <laughs> dominated in the first half. Yeah. Like, like, uh, oh, what was his name? McGusty, absolute monster. Puts up 17, 18 in the first half. I don't think he scored in the second half. They put up 17 total. That kid had more in the first half than his entire team did in this, in the second half. And, and I think that Kansas, you know, I, I don't know how far we want to preview into this, but like, Kansas needs to come with that intensity on the defensive side um, when when they're playing uh, um, Nova this this coming game um, because if Nova Nova's a good three point shooting team I think they they shoot around thirty six percent as a team and everybody said every time if you can make your threes against Kansas you're probably going to win the game because if you can just kind of build that little like one point cushion every time they go down and get two you get three you know build up a couple stops here and there. If it's a grinded out game and it's close in the end, I'm taking Nova. Absolutely. Because they're the best free, free throw shooting team in the country. I think they play the better defense of any team. Um, but if Kansas does what they did to Miami even a little bit, Nova has no chance. So it's really going to come down to Kansas's intensity, I think, and how much they really want it right off the bat. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I'm at a loss of words. Zoo doesn't even know what to pick anymore. He doesn't want to lose oh. more money. Yeah, dude, at this point, lie, right, it's, it's been a dude, rough yeah. week of betting. It's been a rough week of betting and a rough week of college basketball and a rough week of NBA basketball. It was just a rough, rough week, man. Man, this, clouds. man these are the games I watched the game. I'm just at a loss of words, man. A loss of words giving me nightmares, man. So you have no belief in Kansas Zoo? Nah, dude. Kansas, man, I look at Kansas roster, man. I'm like, God damn, they're in the final four. Still they just kind of a, yeah, they're kind of a it's Kansas is just weird because they just I guess they don't have a, a guy where you can point to. And I don't think anybody on their team has been like, you know, like how Marsh Madness does their little clips and whatever of teams like everything they've done with them has been like a team effort. And plus, too, like I said, I'm I, I'm kind of jaded by Kansas because they've had some I've seen them. I picked them before and they've lost in the second round. And sweet <laughs> Maybe it's this kinda, their year man, to break through. Might man. be. Since- might be. Since 08, was that the last time? 08? Yep, Mr. Mario. Yeah, Chalmers. Yeah. That game against D- – that legendary game against D-Rose. That was mm-hmm. such a legendary game. Yeah. Legendary game. Oh, uh, <laughs> Shout out – you know what else? I think one thing I will say about Duke and UNC, mm. which is it's been talked about so since great. Sunday. Like a storybook fact, ending, man. This is like a redemption on. for Duke the right fact now. That- you got to say it. You gotta say it. <laughs> it's a storybook ending. It is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, I, you know what? I I kind of feel like St. Peter's, them having that run, oh was God. almost they died for Duke and UNC to happen. Because oh. I don't think if because what wouldn't UNC a matchup with Kentucky if Kentucky went all the way or Purdue? Yeah, obviously. I think that would have that the game wouldn't have happened if 
UNC had to match up with those teams. So I kind of think with St. Peter's making the run they did, they, you know, had a cool story going to the Elite Eight, but then they ended up faltering, and it, they were like the scapegoat for UNC to then advance to the Final Four. But that's the game I'm just – the Kansas and Villanova game is cool, but it's the reason why Duke and UNC is coming on at like 8.30 that night. Like, it's going to be time. a colossal game. And for me, you know, UNC beating Duke, I think a lot of that, you know, I guess you could say a majority of it is because it was Coach K's last game. A lot of emotions was, in, was into it. And I felt like UNC had been so kind of like so-so before that. So you kind of had – they left your guard down. So I feel like the smart, you know, pick, and if you're using your brain, would be to pick Duke because they're going to be focused and ready to go. Plus, two, you know, it is a rivalry game, but I also think the refs, not saying no conspiracy, I just think naturally they're going to lean towards Duke on some stuff. Like, for instance, in the second half, if UNC has a 10-point lead, trust and believe Duke's going to get in that bonus by the 15-minute mark. They're going to get in the bonus early because they're going to get to the free throws and it's just going to be easier. But I will say an X factor in that game is, and he's not an NBA guy. He's been there for four years. But he is kind of versatile in how he plays as Leaky Black. He came into Carolina as like a point. Like he was a 6'7 point who could like distribute, play good defense, and they wanted to work on his shot. Well, his shot really hasn't came. He can make an open, open three. But in terms of him like shooting, he can't do that. But he's a really good defender. Like he could defend one through three really well. And I think that's what they did in the first matchup. Like, he was able to switch through, you know, the first two guards and kind of switch on Paolo a little bit. Now, Paolo's kind of a load to handle kind of in the paint. But he's able to do at least a lot of switching. So I think that's why UNC was able to kind of stay with them and then blow them out in that, in that game against Coach K because he just has a lot of defensive versatility. And then, like you say, too, you know, you pointed to Caleb Love. People are just like, he has the chance. If he doesn't explode, I expect RJ to. And Manic, the guy, the swing guy, he like he doesn't miss. Like his shots are not even hitting the rim. No, he's an Oklahoma kid, man. Yeah, he's just shooting the lights out, which is is just wild. Because UNC, if you think about their depth, they don't have any depth. I don't even know who the no. sixth guy that comes. They, they, so I was that was probably the biggest surprise to me is all their starting five each ran thirty three minutes. Yeah, and three of those five played thirty nine out of forty minutes. Now, granted, <laughs> it was against St. Peter's, and they weren't obviously as on edge as they would against. <laughs> a Duke game in Final Four in Coach K's last year. I do think it's obviously building up to something massive. Duke's got that chip on their shoulder, Sean, 100%. Yeah. I think Backett's going to need to have a good game um, for, for UNC, the big man. He put up 20-20 and 20 against <laughs> St. Peter's. I don't care who you're playing in college. That is impressive. You don't see that often, um, if ever. Don't know who else has been able to do that. But um, I, I do think that the guard play of UNC is going to have to outplay the size advantage that Duke has mm -hmm. in their forward and back and uh, in front court. So it's really going to come down to which of those, you know, because they kind of offset in my opinion, obviously UNC is a bit smaller, but they're much quicker. It's really going to come down to if the guards at UNC can play. And yeah. like you said, man, Caleb and RJ isn't a bad duo to rely on. At least RJ, I love dude. One. RJ. Every time I watch RJ Davis play, I like if he was just like a tick, Maybe like if he was six foot and like maybe a smidge faster, I would love him in NBA because his mm. shot is so smooth. It's such yeah. a smooth shot, and he can get to the bucket. He gets to the bucket more so off angles. He's not blowing by guys, but he's just he's he's dirty. But with all that, I think who I'm going to pick probably for Final Four is UNC and Nova. 
I think that's what I got. Wow. Double up. Let's go off the grid. Yeah. Wow. Double up. I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with UNC Villanova. I think I'm going Duke Nova. I do think if, if you're looking for a storybook ending, they definitely want to put another blue blood coach up against <laughs> Coach Wright, K. Yeah. And you can't pick, you can't go wrong between Jay and Bill Self. Two coaches that don't so, age. No. Nah, they no, all, no, they Jay Wright the same forever. So it looks like he does uh, private equity in New York City, man. Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight yeah, in Philly, he man. Yeah. A, he seems a like a guy that's got like a condo. Like he seems like a coach yeah. that like, lives in a condo, like a yeah. really luxury condo, which he probably yeah. lives in a nice house, but he. Lives in a luxury condo somewhere in South Jersey or, you know, South, South Philly, Jersey. whatever. South Jersey, yeah. yeah. South Jersey. Either one. But I think both <laughs> these games are going to be great. I do, Duke UNC, it's, what, what else can you say about it, man? I mean, it's just the rivalry that everybody talks about. Yeah, man. And UNC's got confidence, but Duke's got that chip on their shoulder, like I said. So Coach K is going to be riding them, man. Man. Dude. And I do think he's going to get some calls. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Top it off. I, no, nothing else. Nothing else. I'm that's picking right. completely with just like good. I don't. If it if it's UNC is if UNC is leading at halftime, trust and believe Duke will be in the bonus rather quickly, <laughs> rather quickly. It's just come on. Got to keep man. it close. Yeah. yeah. It just looks like Duke's here now, man. You think so, they 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 ain't losing the, they ain't using losing back to back games to UNC. Yeah, that, ain't that would happening. be so tragic if that did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I cannot see that happening. So yeah. Duke's gonna get the dub and move on to the championship game. And I'm going with Kansas, man. Kansas. I'm going with Kansas. Yeah, for the trend, man. For uh, the just to keep trend. this trend going. Oh, Please. I love my trend, man. Save Biggest predictor in college basketball, man. I'm telling you, man, it's an underrated stat. And going to keep on rolling, man. Like, I, I don't know about the NBA guard this year. Who knows going to come out of these teams? But all I know, the trend will stay this year, man. The yeah. trend will stay. And it looks like it might be Duke getting it done, man. Yeah. It kind of it does. It kind of does. They got four NBA dudes, man. They just got all the talent. They might have five, dude. They're sending freaking good. Yeah, he's good. Did you see him in the last? Or I think it might have been Arkansas or Texas Tech. Like, he had like 12 and 12. Just like he's super active, can jump, can run. I don't know what his shot is, but he's like James he just Wiseman. Like really active. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I don't know about that. Even though, shout little, out to my boy Wise. A little zoo he, he got off the there. mend. Got, got off the mend. He, or he got off the mend and he got put back on the mend. So, yeah. So we're going to be playing the waiting game with him. What a bust. Yeah. Now, come on, Williams? Yeah. Yeah. Mark Williams. Yeah. yeah. He's ready to project the NBA player. The only non-NBA player is the, freak, is the freaking point guard. Yeah. He's actually been pretty good. Yeah, he's clutch. He's like the shooting. Rose guy, he's actually yeah. been pretty solid. He had some though. big shots for them the past couple yeah. Of games. Yeah, he's been solid. Especially buddy. against Texas Tech. I think out of all those guys that are projected, I think Griffin is a guy I'm starting to like a whole lot more. He looks a lot like Butler. Mm. Just his movements. Like, he looks like, like if he gets a team where they give him the ball – and plus two, he I think he had he's like and um, I like measurables and you know the ultimate measurable guy is THC being six four and seven four. I think his measurables is like he's like six six <laughs> and seven one. You're still measuring that scrub. <laughs> hey man, I'm a measurables guy, dog. Hey, and that, half game, he's, he's, half game. He's got the half game. Oh no, no, he he. <laughs> you guys are what we can talk. We're gonna talk about this off the pod, but I got a theory with. The THT whole I got a theory. I just thought a of the theory of why he sucks this year. No, he just <laughs> no, sucks, not, not why he sucks, but a theory on like his whole immaturation of like when he came mm. in and like what he is now, like how that kind of all 
And there's, and, and was, we all know there's going to be a player like that coming out of one of these four teams. There always is, man. I mean, who knows? Bradley, man, it could come in just be an absolute sniper, be the new Kelly Olynyk. He league, could be, know? yeah. Who knows? He, he's got a shot. Yeah, there's. Like, a, he's got a. I think UNC nice NBA has the most top-heavy talent, but like across the board, UNC and Kansas have like the most balanced lineups. Just like yeah. across every single position, and then there's just Nova who just pulls the San Antonio Spurs and finds a way to get it done. Man, they're always mm. relevant. So. Jay Wright man. might be the best evaluator out of all. I I think he's the most fundamentally good coach out of all of them. The other ones just have a slight up yeah. on recruiting and yeah, maybe money. <laughs> yeah. Coach K, the one thing about his program, though, is but Shire, he's definitely not slowing down because they got, like, yeah. well, the top four guys in McDonald's. I was watching on a bullet Instagram Dude, seeing Duke, the McDonald's All-American. All like, they've replaced Kentucky with that now. Mm-hmm. They're the premier. It took him a while. Duke, uh, Coach K, it took him a while until he really got like a true one and done stud, I think. Yeah. Kyrie, I think, kind of. Kyrie started off. the train, man. Yeah. Kyrie started the Duke. He did. Like, at, made it cool. At its most, like, lowest level, man. He played, what, 12 games? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't even need to go to school, but. He really did. <laughs> he, bled, he blessed Duke. To be a small guard, he really yeah. didn't have, need to go to school. He just. He blessed he their ticket sales. Harry was crazy, but yeah, so we're going to see, you know, everything we're saying on this podcast is probably like in terms of the, I mean, it is four teams. So one of us has to be right, but it's, it, it, it could be a different prediction. It could just be chaos. It's just how the tournament is this, this year more than most has been just crazy with games. So who knows, man, who freaking knows? I will be in a random number generator. <laughs> Once again, press the button. Just go ahead and press the button to see. You got better odds this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say that. Uh, you know, I, I kind of want to see after this whole tournament is done what the Duke UNC number gets. Like, I wonder how high that game gets, and I want to, and I just want to keep that number and see like what any NBA playoff. I just want to see what it does versus NBA playoff game first round. Or, or even a play the Nova game and see what the yeah, well, that's there. gonna get trounced. It's gonna that's probably gonna yeah, but like you know, just trounced. compared to every other Final Four game too, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, you could probably compare it to Final Fours in the past. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, we you know tournaments coming down to uh, in you know college basketball has been unpredictable. NBA's been kind of predictable, but now there's been injuries. There's been a lot of stuff going on with seating. Especially in the Eastern Conference, it's going to get real, 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 real interesting in the next couple of weeks to see where teams are seated because where you get seated in the Eastern Conference is going to determine your fate, which is kind of crazy to say because we've never said that about the Eastern Conference. It's wild. It's wild. It's been a long time. The crazy part is the Bobcats in the first round. (laughs) Man, no, no, no hate. No hate. They're the Hornets. My Lord, man. It's wild, man. First four seeds are all within half a game. That's incredible. And then you got you got and you got the bottom two seeds right now fighting for their lives to be outside the playing tournament between one one to two games right now. So right now nothing 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 is locked right now. Let me tell you, dog. Toronto, if they play Brooklyn, I don't know, bro. Yeah, Toronto is freaking see, I can put up 40 the other day, and now they got three kind of like really good wings. Man, they got being fleet, like uh, I don't know, I don't know, man. Like man. if there's seven, right? Yeah. So there's no Kyrie. He that's the only place he can't play now. So that means if Brooklyn loses that, then it's like 
No, the thing is, not only the Toronto. They another chance, though. But th- yeah, they get another chance. But I'm just yeah. saying that means Brooklyn against would be, a non-Canadian team, though. You know. Yeah, but then they would be eight if they win. Yeah, they play the Heat. Well, isn't it Boston's number one now? Or did they lose? Yeah, it switches every day. Heater up yeah. a he, heater up a game on. <laughs> well, heater if up you lose, you're dropping. Yeah, 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 yeah. But crazy part People's is not. But what's it called that Toronto matchup is interesting because legitimately any any unvaccinated player cannot go to Toronto. Yeah. So pretty much. Whoever they're they're gonna have a legitimate home court advantage depending on who they match <laughs> up with, and that home court might prevent a star from playing. Because I don't know if you guys saw that Boston Celtics they had three guys out. Robert Williams obviously with injury, but Tatum and Jalen Brown suspiciously couldn't play the games in Toronto mm. for some reason. Mm. And and a reporter asked, "Are your guys players vaccinated?" And they said no comment. So obviously one of the potential stars on Boston There's other ones man <laughs> is not vaccinated. So yeah. if they play How against incredible. Toronto, my projection, I'm guessing it's Jalen Brown is not vaccinated. So that might potentially make them un- – man, well, Toronto, man, that home field advantage. I'll tell you, goes, man. He's that, pulling dude. for his Raptors. Championship dude, hopes, man, man, Toronto, man. Dude, <laughs> dude, they got a home field advantage, man. They do. My yeah. Lord. My Lord. And, and another reason I hate Toronto, though, is – Man, Scotty Barnes, man. Why is he so much better than Patrick Williams? Why do you keep bringing that up? Man, I, I keep bringing it up because I, I, I see Patrick Williams and this dude's putting up Troy Brown Jr. numbers. Because this is what I don't like about Zoo. Zoo acts like injuries don't exist. Nah, yeah. stop. Like, oh, he says the same thing about Wiseman. He's been hurt for two years. Like, he says like, the same thing about Patrick. I just had the Bulls hurt, game on, like, right? And, and right <laughs> yeah. before we hopped on podcast, Patrick Williams made a beautiful cut. Caught it in the middle of the lane, went to do a little floater, and he lost it in his hand. He just lost. It. I said, "Well, oh, that's right. He hasn't really been able to grab anything with that hand for six months or whatever." I'm gonna cut him a little. He's slack. a top four pick. I don't, I don't give care. it to him, man. He's a top four pick. Wow. He's not. He's not the fortieth pick. He's a top four pick. I want results. Obviously, results. Of course. Of course. Well, if he like you like, he'll get there. He I think I pretty much games. was on record. I think. I told you I love Scotty because he has the ability to dribble and he has the ability to create. He did it at Florida State. You know, in college, that's probably the kind of – if you looked at how Scotty was kind of showed and, like, yeah, played he's like at Florida a, State, he's he wasn't played like forward, a point man. He's a point yeah. forward. Yeah. Same thing with maybe it could be with Chet. Like, Chet, even though he's 190 pounds, like, he might get unleashed in NBA because at Gonzaga, they didn't really same play size, him well. Same size as all the guards. They didn't <laughs> – yeah. that is true. He wouldn't that, be able to back down Kyle Lowry, let's be honest yeah. here. <laughs> No, no, you're right. I, I think that Carl, there's a couple of guards that could definitely hold their own in the post with Chad yeah. easily. So, I don't know. We're going to see. The NBA, interesting. You know, seating is going to be crazy. Uh, NFL's been kind of a little quiet. Only really huge news has been Baker, which at this point, I'm kind of tired of that storyline. Uh, so, man, ain't a story, man. Yeah, who cares? Man, he's, it's just, he's just relevant because he was a number one pick. Um, but you know that could something could break there. He could get cut, and that might be some news. So we'll we'll definitely keep you guys in tune with that. Make sure you guys follow us on Bullheaded underscore Pod. Uh, daily content, a lot of March Madness stuff, women's bracket. You already know I'm going with the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. Mm. Even though UConn looked kind of scary last night, I don't know if you guys watched that game. That game was kind of crazy. Uh, they went two overtime with Louisville. Um, so you know content about that, things of that nature. Make sure you f- uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple. Stitcher, Google Podcasts, the whole nine. And for me, Zoom and Peebush, we're out.